Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hello and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. We are so glad to have you today. If you would, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you haven't yet, it'll help us reach more people for Jesus, and we would greatly appreciate it. On Monday, we left off. Obi was about to tell us about him running and getting in shape for Coach Boyette's program. Here's the rest of the story and part two with Coach Boyette. Here we go. My freshman year, I didn't quite know what I was getting into, and um about maybe three weeks before um three weeks before the season or before the school started uh run into david mitchell and and david told me have you been running you know and and i'm like no i haven't been running (laughs) what do you mean you need to start running right now and (laughs) and and let me add this Obi didn't look as a freshman like he looks now. He's okay. pretty fit now. He 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 was a little had a little chub on him. Yes. He was a freshman. He yes. Mr. Tubby. Sean's I can vouch for that. that. Hey, until my sophomore year, because uh-huh. Coach Wet got a hold of me. I my ran freshman it off year. of him. That's right. He, you he absolutely did. did. I think I grew about three or four inches yeah. that year too. But um, I I got into the first day and. I threw up before we even thought about running because I was so terrified of what was about to come because I I hadn't – it had all been built up in those last three weeks because David was like, you need to start running right now. And I did. And, and I made it. But it was – I think I threw up every year before we started running. So sophomore, junior, Jeez. senior, because my, my feelings as a freshman – were correct in that <laughs> this was about to be the toughest thing that I had ever done, and, uh-huh. and it was. It absolutely was the toughest thing I'd ever done, but there's n- I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't yeah. trade it for the world. The interesting thing about the guys talking about David Mitchell, he's he actually built my house that I live in right now. <laughs> built two houses for me, actually. But when David was a freshman, he struggled as much as anybody I've ever had. I don't know if you knew that or not. He had to run a lot of makeup laps and – struggled and but his sophomore year came back a different guy and I've never I don't know if I've ever seen a guy flip the switch like he did mentally of embracing it attacking it versus dreading it and that's the ones it wasn't that they couldn't physically do it it's just their mindset was this is hard this is I don't know if I and that was the biggest challenges to me is trying to get them to be able to flip that switch and see once you've done it, particularly once as a freshman, how much easier it was after that. Right. Just because you'd done it once and you saw. It was. It, I can do this. It Absolutely. Goes, it goes from being a barrier to a, to rocket fuel. Yeah. And we yeah. always talked about it as you can either look at it as an obstacle or a stepping stone. Yeah, I love and that. And, boy, when you flip that switch, it just makes such a huge difference in your entire life. And that was – you know, obviously you do that part to get in shape. Basketball, we played fast. We had to be in shape. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the main reason. The main reason was to make people tougher yeah. and to see, I can do this. 
And I'm going to tell you, when those guys, they might not have been any good at basketball, some of them, but when they came out of that first four weeks, they puffed that chest yep. out around the hall. They had done something that, you know, not everybody could do. And I mean, you're probably putting them, even in a high school, having been in education for 15 years, you're putting them in the top 1%. Truthfully, yeah. of 15, 18-year-olds yeah. at that point. They would do it. They recognize yeah. that. And, you know, it, that was – I know it was hard, you know, and I, I think they thought I enjoyed inflicting <laughs> punishment on them. But the enjoyable part to me was to see the growth that they had, you know, and to – you know, and one of the things we did is we were big on accountability. And every year I'd have your average time for the mile, you know, and if you ran 6'10 as a sophomore – when you came back the next year, that was posted. You better not do six. You better not do six ten as a junior. You know, <laughs> and right. every year it better drop a little. And mm. I can remember sometimes the older guys telling some of the freshmen, "You don't want to do too good. <laughs> you, you come out there and you, and you do that, and the coach is going to spank next year." You know, and yeah. you see how this, and I didn't have a whole lot, but I know there's a little bit of that going on. No sometimes. doubt, there, there certainly was. Did y'all mess with the freshmen, like when you're a junior and senior, and say like, "Hey, by the time you're a senior, you're gonna have to run like a four and a half minute mile." You know, you they, know? there was a little messing on. There was a little messing going on, but uh, we we did a little different. Yeah. Um, we we our juniors and seniors, at least in the basketball program, uh, they they were very. It, it was supportive. It was just yeah. a support system. That's uh, awesome. Even, even at the top, you know, I mean, it was, they, they wanted, they knew what coach was doing by that time. And, and they wanted to continue the tradition and the programming and, and uh, be a part of, of the growth, you know, yeah. so. And I think a lot of that, like, you know, if Obi was a senior and one of the things I would tell the freshman was, you know, if you got a question, you don't ask me. Mm-hmm. You go ask Obi. Yep. Now, if Obi can't answer it, then you come to me. Mm-hmm. And if Obi can't answer it, I'm calling Obi in because Obi ought to be able to answer it. Yep. And they knew, you know, sometimes you get into what Shane was kind of your upperclassman. I wouldn't say hazing necessarily, but yeah. you know, there's a little bit of rite of passage yeah. kind of deal. And I'm sure we had a little bit of that. But for more so than anything, it was bring them along. It was I've been there. I know it's hard, and it's it it's going to get better. Yep. You know, and you know, as as a senior and stuff, I would tell them, if that freshman screws up, I'm not going to yell at him. I was probably lying there. I probably would. But <laughs> I'm going to yell at Obi first. Absolutely. Because it's your job to train him, you know. And I just thought that was a good way to develop leadership, you know. And, and it made uh, more of the team. No doubt. I mean, you, you taught you taught us that, the you know, the seniors were the last ones out of the locker room. We were the check. We were checking the lockers. We were checking the towel bin. We were making sure that – that all that stuff was was done. If there if there was a towel hanging over the towel bin by literally the corner of the towel, our butts were running the next day. Yeah. I mean, we we were we were running and there wasn't going that wasn't going to happen <laughs> because yeah. I was going to be the last person out of the locker room, you know. Now, if there might have been a time or two that happened. Uh, yeah. but, you know, that's that that's how you that's how you made it work. It's how you instilled those those traits and and skills and uh, just the mindset in us uh, throughout the entire program, yeah. which is so awesome. Such a neat. Well, you know, along the discipline lines that Obi's talking about there, um, you asked for stories while I go. So I can remember, you know, if you didn't have your shoes straight and all that, and of course freshmen. I mean, this is a new world for them. But fortunately, I had the upperclassmen usually that were going to train them and. 
not often did they, but when somebody would, you know, I'd put a note on their locker. Well, I wouldn't just put three Mavericks or an extra. I would write a dissertation on why it's important that those shoes be flat and the discipline of doing that every day, that there's a right and wrong way. And I know they would see that note up there and they think, why is this guy writing me a letter about my shoes not being flat? And I knew that would send the message to them, this must be important. Mm-hmm. If he's going to take the time to do all of that, this must be a big deal. I may not see it right now as a freshman, but there's got to be something to this. And, you know, I just think taking the time to do things like that, because uh, you can't just go – you can't – you know, one of the things that Coach Noel taught me, he said, you know, all these X's and O's are good, but if you don't learn how to motivate and learn how to get guys to give the – best effort that they can I don't care what you do and I took that to heart and I had to let them know it may be hard in all this but there's a reason for it and I'm going to take the extra time to do all this too just to show you we're not just doing this for the sake of doing it and I think as a freshman you don't get it a lot like Obi said time you're a junior senior it starts to add up after that the thing I the thing I love about that having been a head coach for many, many years, is that I think there's a direct correlation between wanting to haze is a proper yeah. popular term today and bring along. Bring along is normally indicative and right in line with the leader because they can't wait to see the success continue, and it's almost a tarnished effect if it doesn't continue after they leave yeah. and represents them. That's your job. That's your job, yeah. and that – that's why you see a kid who played for you at you you know doing UPS delivery sweating his butt off and going I got this. Yeah. I mean that you that is this. the power of yeah pouring into somebody when they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And you yeah. know as a guy in my spot even today you need little bits of validation uh-huh. to keep you going, you know to yeah. let you know what you're doing is not useless. You know I yeah. I can't tell you Three, Jacob Perry's a guy that played for me, one of my first teams. He's a principal at Waxahachie now. Mm -hmm. And I talked to him, and the I believe sheet that I would give y'all explaining what I did earlier, he said, Coach, I got that frame. That's in my office. Wow. I see that. It's above my desk every day. A kid named Zach Wright that went to the University of Arkansas, and uh, he was struggling. He said, Coach, that's up in my dorm room. It's in a frame. And when I'm struggling, that's what I go back to. Mm -hmm. And as a coach, that that's that bit of validation that it tells you you got to keep doing that. Those days maybe you don't feel like it or somebody's on your butt about something, it's worth it to go yeah. through that. That brings me to my next question. That's that's what I wanted to to really ask. You know, the, the longer we keep talking, you keep answering a lot of the questions, so I'm yeah. having to go to the next one, <laughs> which, is, which is awesome because uh, it, these are a lot of the things that I feel like it's super important for our listeners to, to know and understand. But everything that I'm hearing is – Never quit. Uh, discipline, extreme discipline, accountability. Um, these are all things that you're instilling in these kids. And and one of the things that I, I wanted to know from a, um, and you just now kind of touched on that, is was there a, a point uh, like when you were 28 years old or 30 years old, at what was there a time, kind of like the Jacob Perry story, whenever you realized, wow, I am truly making a difference in these guys' lives? And this is awesome. Almost like uh, God saying, "Look, 
you know, um, uh, here it is. And, and, and you did, like I said, you, you, you brought that up. But I wanted to know, like, when was the earliest? Was Jacob Perry the first one? Or was there a time whenever – and you talked about, like, uh, uh, David Mitchell and you just – you saw the light turn on. It was, was that the place where, you know – and I know that was later in your coaching career. But where was the – I guess the earliest – evidence that um that you that you realized this this is awesome this is uh this is where i'm supposed to be i'm i'm writing god's will right here well you know to answer that um one of the greatest things as a coach is just two words thank you Mm. you know that when a kid graduates that they just utter the you know and i've gotten letters emails texts from kids just explaining You know, this is things that you never thought of, never even knew were going on or areas where maybe they were affected that you didn't know. But, you know, to kind of answer your question, Sean, I don't, you know, one my first year I had two seniors, a kid named Jason Bean and one named Jacob Ransom. And I got a letter from Jacob after my first, and you got to remember, I was only 25. So they were 18. Mm -hmm. I mean, we – we weren't very far. They're 48 yeah, right now. Exactly. You know, yeah. I call him a kid still. Uh-huh. And he, you know, he had to, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> you know, and I got a, a letter from him after we graduated, you know, and I just, and we, you know, it took a while. To, yeah, Jacob's that, a doctor now. Yeah, he? he's, a, he's a foot doctor, podiatrist, okay. again, down in New Braunfels. And uh, he's got a boy playing in seventh grade this past year playing basketball. But um, that that letter that he wrote me, you know, it was just one because we were struggling. I mean, it all those wins and championships and stuff that didn't happen overnight. I was I mean, gonna say those first several years were tough. Yeah, I mean, we know. didn't make the playoffs till I think my third year as the head coach, and then we made won a district championship. I think my sixth or seventh year, or something. So it was definitely a process. You know, we were trying to change the way we played, and and there was some pushback to some of that. You know, it was a little bit higher level of accountability than what some were in. And there was times it was a struggle. And, you know, I guess the biggest validation to me was before every one of our games at some point in time, I would have a little bit of a long time, just me and God. And, you know, at our home games, I would walk up to my classroom, you know, where we had, oh, we had history. Oh, he was my student teacher, by the way, wasn't you? <laughs> and so – <laughs> I won't talk Aaron, about Aaron something. All right. I'll, we'll leave it at that. All right. So anyway, I would walk up to my room and I would have a little long time. And I part of that was prayer, you know. And and I know a lot of times people are like, well, where is he going? Is he leaving? You know, we got a game here in just a little bit, you know. And I would never pray for, for the result of a game. You know, I, I would pray that I would do my best, that the guys and whatever result we got, that uh, I would deal with that in the proper way. And we were a few years into it. And, you know, one of the things, if, if you're trying to get people to buy into something and you're doing what I'm doing, for that to happen, there has to be a certain degree of success right. that people have to see, man, this stuff works. You know, this, and for us, whether we like it or not, some of that's wins and losses. And, you know, my platform's not going to be as big if people don't want to play, you know, or if we don't, you know, get to, uh, have articles in the paper and stuff. So we were getting to this point, and we we mentioned Tatum earlier. Uh, we were about to play Tatum, and the winner is going to be the district champion. And White Oak hadn't won the district championship since 1967. 
and this was in 1998. It was 31 years later. Wow. In fact, wow. we hadn't been to the playoffs even. Wow. Once, I think it was before then. And so it's all on the line that night. And I can remember praying then, you know, God, I'm not asking to win. But if this is going to work, like I think both of us want this to work, at some point in time, we got to see it's a factor and it's getting us over the edge. And um, we played like I'd never seen us play that night. We were fortunate enough to win. And, of course, I was thankful for that. But more so I was thankful for – this is going to give us a little bit bigger platform. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, that was one of the the, the moments of validation. Uh, probably one earlier than that was, the, I know y'all know the car family. You know, I, I've coached as many cars as I have bakers, you know. And Roger Carr is um, David Carr's Dan and John's dad. He's kind of the patriarch, I guess, of the car family. And uh, right after, uh, I don't remember what year it was, I got a great letter from Mr. Carr, and his first line was, I can see what you're doing. Mm. And I'm like. He's a sharp oh, cookie. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, he is. And I'm like, okay. And then he goes on, he says, I, I see where you're going with this. And he had just read some of my quotes in the papers and stuff. Because mm-hmm. one of the things I told myself was, if we ever get to that point where I'm being quoted in the paper, I always want to work my faith in there at Absolutely. some point in time. I mean, you can't just beat it over the head. But you got to have, and I knew God would give me ways to work that in there. And, you know, and the bigger our platform got, I guess one of the proudest things I ever was was when we were in Austin and I would bring my kids in with me for the press conference. And every one of those was a kid of of faith. Mm -hmm. And somewhere in there, they're going to give the glory to God. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't me telling them that. That's what they believed. It's pretty special for some 16, 17, and and 18-year-old kids. you know, it says a lot for how they were raised. You know, I mentioned, you know, the the I believe philosophy. There's there's not a lot of schools in the country you could go in and the and coach is going to talk to you about God before you ever talk about mm-hmm. basketball. And I've been blessed to live in a community that's embraced that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, any each time, each year I would do that, there's no doubt, I guess, the secular part of things in my mind would say, you gotta you gotta be a little careful with how you do this, you know. But it's got to be done, you know. And and I wasn't gonna back off of that, but I wasn't stupid either. Yeah. And you know, I knew that I believe statement's on my blog. It's out there for everybody to see. Somebody could see that and say, "What's this guy doing here?" You know. And so I was very blessed to to be at a place that engra- embraced Christian values. But you know, again, back to Sean's question, it's. Kind of those two things, the letter from Mr. Carr, uh, the game with Tatum when um, we won. And I can remember I was leaving late at night after that game, probably 11, 11.30. guy named Chris Tubbs who would played for Coach Noel earlier. Y'all know the Tubbs boys. And driving up on a motorcycle, and I'm thinking, who is this wild guy driving up here? And he comes screeching in there, pulls his helmet off, and I recognize him. He said, Coach, how do we do? And I knew in the tone of his voice he was prepared for me to say, we lost. <laughs> and when I said, we won, because before we'd gotten close so many times, I mean, you know, I said, we won. It shocked him <laughs> a little bit, you know. And I don't think he wanted me to think that, but I could tell by the look on his face it right. did. And, you know, just being able to kind of increase the platform a little bit from there just made a huge difference. And, you know, I never wanted people to think that, you know, uh, 
we're doing this because we want to win more games. If we put God here, he's going to put us there. I never felt that way about it. But, you know, in my career there, I've been blessed beyond measure. I mean, just with the things we were able to do, the the kids I coached and the and the success that we had, and but I am thankful. Uh, I'm proud that when we got to that platform, you know that people would see what our faith was. That's all. And, and, that's and super. As awesome. much as the medals and the trophies, you know, to get to sit there and they're broadcasting this game statewide, and get to sign off with "To God Be the Glory." That was a highlight for mm-hmm. me. Just yesterday, I sent this quote to Obi, and it's kind of timely with what you're talking about. And uh, it's a quote by Bob Vernon uh, that it actually another Texas Farm Bureau agent sent me, and I just thought it was um, relevant. But it says, um, if you want to be a good witness for Jesus Christ on your job, then be the very best worker on your job. People do not want to hear Jesus from a guy who is an average worker, but they stand in line to talk to everyone uh, – to talk to the very best worker in their company. And a guy named Bob Vernon said that. And I just, I just, I mean, I think that is so, it's so true because I feel like that God wants us to take our talents and he wants us to use them to the best of our ability. And then, you know, whenever that platform is created, he wants us to give him all the glory. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you've just, you know, the, the, the platform that y'all created is pretty, it's pretty remarkable. And I feel like it's going to, have a ripple effect that's going to last for uh, long after we're gone. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like I said earlier, you know, we have a motto at the school now. It says, uh, we believe in all kids all the time. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Gilbert, the, when they came up with that, he said, we modeled that off the I believe philosophy. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a big marquee in town with all the district championships, and it's got the UIL logo, logo but it's also got I believe on it. And – Obviously, all of those programs that weren't under that uh, motto, if you want to call it, but I think it's become a, a big deal for the community and the school. It's become and, a staple. And, One thousand percent. And gone, you know, much bigger than that. And, you know, again, I'm thankful Coach Noel brought that here. I'm thankful I, I and the guys that were in our program were able to take it to another level. And, you know, hopefully it will continue to do that. It, it absolutely will continue. Uh, you know, uh, I think the foundation is strong. Yes, and, sir. you know, to, to Sean's point, we can all live out a Christian life. We may not all be gifted speakers or be able to, you know, like I was able to stand in front of a group of kids and talk about my faith and stuff. We can't all do that at all our jobs, but we can model it all the time. That's right. And, you know, stories come to me as y'all are talking, and I know I'm dominating the talk probably. Oh, no, that's why you're here. But, what you're here for. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, after one season, I got a note from a short note from a, a kid, and um, he said, "Coach, I'm not a believer, but the way you live your life, the way we do things here, makes me interested. <laughs> I, I want to find out more about it." Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you, when you get nuggets like that, <sighs> that stuff keeps you going. Yes, sir. I mean, it, it just to know the kid. I mean, it. If I told you who the kid was, it wouldn't surprise you he was that upfront with it. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a kid that when we would say the prayer, I would know he didn't bow his head mm-hmm. a lot of times. He never was disrespectful about it. Mm-hmm. But I knew, particularly if we were lost and he was in a, not feeling so good, I could feel a little bit of tension there, you know. But for him to do that at the end, who knows if he ever gave has given his life to Christ. I don't know that. 
that I know the seed was planted there. Yes, sir. Amen. Right. And that's my job. Amen. That's Amen. exactly our job. Yep. Coach, you've got two – your teams, your program has two state championships yeah. under the belt. Walk us through – and I know you're not going to discount any of the other teams that came through there, but walk us through – I won't do that. You're I right know, about it. I know you won't. <laughs> walk us through what made that team maybe a tad bit more special or what propelled those that team – to two state championships. Yeah, well, and to touch on your point about I'll say anything about, you know, I get pinned down all the time about what's the best team you ever mm-hmm. coach. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you can tell us. We won't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> give, me, give me your top five players. Who Give me who's your and, – and every time that comes up, I'm like, I ain't going there. You know? Before yeah. you finish that answer. Were you going to say he's not going to hurt your feelings? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll, Sean, Sean had sent a message or a, a, one of the questions to the group saying something about best team or something along those lines, and I was thinking, Coach ain't gonna answer that question. <laughs> he, he's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna defer. You know yeah. that question. But I guess what I'm looking for you know, is like, yeah. uh, what was the spark? What was yeah. the multiplier? And, sure. You know. And I guess I was going to qualify it by saying what people don't realize a lot of times, you know, I was a head coach here for 25 years. For the first 17 of that, we were one of the smallest schools in class 3A, which is 4A now. And I'm going to tell you, and during those 17 years, Obi played during that time, you're fighting for your life. I mean, you're, you're not only fighting to try to win a game or maybe a, a playoff game, you're fighting not to get embarrassed a lot of times with some of those cats we're lining up against. Mm-hmm. And so when we dropped a classification, became the big fish in the little pond, just there's no doubt that makes a huge difference. It, with the foundation you had also built. Yeah, it's to, true. To but that. when, you know, and people think about the 2012-2013 team, I could probably give you two or three others that, you know, maybe if we were playing in 2A then – you know, who knows? Right. Yeah. So. Uh, something just popped into my head. I remember after the state championship game, we were there, and uh, and I remember Connor Wilson, who's no longer with, with yeah. us. Walk, oh, I was standing right next to yeah, him. Yeah, walking up to Obi, and he said, um, he said something along the lines of, man, they're a good team, but I think we could have beat them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any good competitor, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, thing, I just, it's how it just was. Yeah, yeah, the thing about Connor, he played with David, you know, is in 2000, they their team went to the regional finals in, in what would be 4A now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, I, if if I had to compare, that that was a huge accomplishment. Yeah, I'm and, not trying and, to put you on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not saying they – and I ain't going to go. I ain't going to cross the line. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but – what he probably didn't tell you, you know, we we got to the regional final, and I mean that was tough. We get to the regional final, play Gainesville, and um, before the game started, there was a wreck out on the interstate, and it knocked all the power out. Oh wow! So we're sitting around for like thirty minutes or whatever, and we start playing the game. Gainesville was quite a bit better than us, and after about three minutes, four minutes, we had the first timeout in the game, and we're already down about fifteen or so. And I'm looking at them on the bench, and they're looking at me, and we're all thinking the same thing. This ain't happening. (laughs) I mean, we can sit here and go with the coach speak and all that if we want to, but we ain't fooling nobody right here. That's funny. I I think they had three kids, not all in basketball. I think two in basketball that played Division I athletics. Uh So, it was just a a massive – they beat us by 50. 
Wow. wow. And, you know, in the, the, the regional final. In the regional final. Wow. You know, and the uh, talking to the press afterwards, you know, and they asked me, well, what would you think? And I said, well, when those lights went out, I think that was an omen from God. That was telling us we should have just went home. <laughs> but, you know, so Connor probably didn't tell you that part. No. When we got no. there. But, you know, to answer uh, Shane's question, you know, no doubt in coaching, uh, the program and all those things are going to factor in, but don't ever doubt talent is the is the main thing in success. Right. And, you know, those kids that were coming through at that time, you know, we had a, a three-year span from 2011, 12, and 13 where we were, I believe, 106 and four. Wow. And, and – or a hundred and four and six, one of those two in three years. Half of those losses were playoff oh, losses. Yeah. And you know, and two of them were to teams that would win state championships on their own right, mm. the different classifications. So during that span, obviously talent is gonna be a, a huge aspect of that. Um, but you know, the leadership that was involved and you know, the first year there was I don't know if pressure is the right word, expectations, but White Oak hadn't won a state championship in basketball since 1957. And the kids on that team, you know, you could feel it as you got closer. The expectations were high. And, you know, going through the playoffs, we didn't always play our best, but we did enough to win. And, you know, finally getting to the point um, to where we were able to win it, for some of them, I know it was like, such a dream come true but also to uh, a little bit of relief mm-hmm. almost even you know and I never tried to put that on myself you know uh, I was totally at peace when we got there I knew we'd done all we could do uh, I don't want to know the real answer to this but I want to hope if we had lost I would have handled it the same way mm-hmm. as if we won and you know I don't remember if it was that year or the year after we were at the Texas A&M team camp during the summer and I was sitting by my side watching our team play, and, and another coach came up to me. Didn't even know him. Just came up, named Charles Amen. Guys become from that time there became a good friend of mine, and asked me kind of what you were asking there. What was the difference, you know, and some things like that. And uh, he said one of the things I noticed was when the game was over, you just walked down and shook the other coach's hand like you always do, and walked back. And he said. You weren't jumping up and down. You were, and I told him, I said, "Well, Charles, in my mind, whether we had won or lost, I had done my job. Mm-hmm. I'd prepared them as best I could. We had uh, done what I felt like we were supposed to do, and I was willing to take the outcome that we had. And there's peace with that. You know, obviously, I wanted to win, and yeah. and like I said, I don't, I don't want to know how I would have acted. I hope it would have been the same, but you know." The bottom line to answer is you have to have talent to do it, first of all, and then kids that buy in. And, you know, and and handling the mental side of it, of handling the expectations and the pressure, particularly that first year, was for looking back at a group of kids and the way that – and I know they would all tell you their faith is what helped them tremendously with that. Uh, the second year is a little bit different. You know, we had done it before. We had some experience that we didn't have the first time. And the expectations to repeat were were kind of the big driving factor there. And we didn't probably have quite as much depth as we did the year before. But, you know, 
we're sitting and eating after the first state championship. It ain't been three hours. We just got through eating, and I'm getting the first question, Coach. We gonna do it again next year? I'm like, hey, hold on, just a second now. We ain't even Give got me 24 that. hours yes. at least. They go home, yeah, you know, and that's all. Right. And and I just remember thinking to myself, that's how it is. I mean, that's just what you're right. with. So that's awesome. That is anyway. awesome. If you don't have lofty goals, on top of the lofty goals, then when you reach those lofty goals it could be a downward spiral, right? Spiral, mm-hmm. right? Like you, no what's doubt. the next step? I think it goes to the foundation of what we're trying to create daily, whether we're a very successful high school basketball coach in East Texas, or we're a father, that message that you're pouring into your kids is relevant. Then the next day, 20 years from now, and you can just see that really and truly that first day you, took over as a head coach, the commitment to what you were wanting to create allowed the outcome in 12 and 13. Yeah. But it, it, you, it's almost impossible, and this is the beauty of knowing the Lord. We glorify him when things are great, and we go to him when things aren't, but we're able to reflect on that and go, I see those nuggets. Yeah. And I'm here because of that first kid. I'm here because of that first group of guys who didn't win a championship. Yeah. You know, and that's hard. It's exciting and hard to process all at the same time. And, you know, to keep it in perspective, I remember both years when we came back and the, the next day. And, and what was weird is I think both weekends we won on a Saturday. We had spring break after that. So we had like a week before we came back to school. Mm. You know, of course, they're all wanting to get back to school and walk the halls <laughs> and, you know, and all that. Yeah. So it, it was a little bit of dead time. In fact, by the time they come back, a lot of them's moved on to baseball and track, you know. But we still have our last day where we kind of meet and – I can remember telling them both years, this is a, a big accomplishment. It, you know, it, it's a reward of all the things you put into it. But don't let this be the highlight of your life. Mm-hmm. Don't look back and think something I did in high school was the biggest thing that ever happened to me. And I know looking at some of them, you know, that that kind of, ooh, I ain't thought about it like that, you know, because they're riding high right then mm-hmm, right you know and one of the things the uil does is every 25 years they bring back the championship teams and they honor you at halftime of the state tournament i did not know that you know and i and i told them we're, we're going to try to do two things there one we're all going to make a commitment here if if we can that we're, that we'll be there for that and secondly we're going to hope that i'm still alive 25 years from now because <laughs> i'm going to be about 72 when that happens so we're going to hope both those things happen, and then we'll come back and we'll – then you kind of see how's everybody done, uh-huh, you know, right, because as right. a coach, so much more of it is after, you know, they graduate than what happens there. And, you know, you, one of the buzzwords in coaching right now is family, mm-hmm. you know, that you hear everybody talk about our team's a family. And I never used that. with I never used the term family till after they graduated. And OB will know now, I've referred, that's our basketball family. Right. And to me, I never did that when they're in school because, yes, there's, there's you, you, family aspects of yeah. a team, but I can't boot you out of the family, you know. Right. And if there's certain things in <laughs> athletics, if, you, if it don't go right, you may not get to stay. Sure. And so I'm just a very literal thinker, so I never wanted to use a term that I didn't think totally applied to what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Where once you cross that stage and you're done, you know, part of the deal was you gave me four years. I'm going to give you the rest of my life to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. That, you know, when Obi called me up and asked me if I would do this, I said, Obi, I haven't listened to it. I don't really know what you're talking about. 
But there's very few things that Obi Baker would ask me to do that I'm going to say no to. I said, so, and I think you remember me probably telling you, I said, so you put me down and we'll figure it out when we get there. But if you ask me, and, you know, I wanted all of my guys to feel that way, Mm -hmm. that, you know, most of them, I can can tell you, you know, you asked me about, well, I can tell you a little bit about them. We don't talk every day on the phone or whatever, but hopefully they know, by golly, if I need somebody, I can call him. Mm -hmm. And to the best of my ability, I would be there. Now, I'm not there to enable you or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but – and the beauty of it is, it's a two-way street. Obi would do just anything for me, just like I would do no for doubt. him. Yep. And great, there's, great you know, that that's the part as when they graduate that I, I always look forward to. You know, Obi, I'm sure, remembers this, that when we're done, whenever it is, state championship or whatever, I bring all the seniors in my office. And that's kind of like our farewell together. And it's an emotional time a lot of times, but you kind of cross the threshold there. Our relationship changes after that. I ain't yelled at Obi, I don't think, since he graduated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might have done that a time. But he would let you. Yeah. 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 I would. I could but, probably use it. Uh, you but, know, from you time know to those, time. those are just things that, uh, as a coach, that you look back and those are the things that you're proud of. That's the measuring stick, I guess, to a degree. You know, we, we talk about impact coach and, um, and it's a big word with us and, and, um, you know, everything that you're talking about right now as we're kind of closing this out is, is straight impact. Uh, you know, you're, you are, uh, you have, you've spent your entire career pouring into young lives and, uh, the Lord's blessing you, because he, you're you're able to while you're still here on this planet, get to see the the validity and the impact the, that the fruits that, of your labor exactly, yeah. and uh, and and that's so amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you talk about you talk about your the peace that you had right immediately after that game, and and that's what stuck out to the the man that you were talking about there in, in, at the Texas A&M camp, uh, you know, and I just think that doesn't happen. That piece doesn't exist if yeah. you haven't been living uh, and, and running your program the way that you had for so long, uh, for, for so long and, and, and in God's will uh, with, with what he wanted for your life. And I, I just think that it's so important. Uh, I, I, it's almost like I feel like it's not fair that, that – I was the only one in this room that got to experience that. And uh, I, I feel like that everybody needs to hear your story. And I feel like that everybody needs to strive to uh, have use their gift, uh, just like you talk about in, in I Believe, you know, in the I Believe, um, you know, motto and, and what it really means, using their gift to figure out what they can do to have a impact for God's kingdom. And, uh, and, and you've done that so well. And, and, um, I just, I feel like that our listeners, um, are 1000% going to be inspired by your story. I knew they would be, um, can't wait to get it out to everybody. Um, but anyway, I want to say, yeah, one more thing here. I know, I know we're getting ready to close, but, um, this is something that just kind of stands out to me as the a testament, you know, with uh, Coach Boyette and the type of coach he was and how the other coaches perceived him. And I think this is awesome. But uh, Coach Richard Burks, um, he, um, he was my track coach in, in high school, and I was talking to him just a few years ago. And he said it baffles me how <clears throat> Coach Boyette can take a group of guys that just went one in ten – on the uh, football field, and then put them in a uh, 
in a basketball environment and go 15 and four. He said it baffles me. And uh, so I, I just I think that's just a, a testament to the influence uh, and the mindset that he uh, was able to and how he was able to get through to, to his athletes. I think it's just uh, I think it's awesome. And uh, I believe that uh, he has a gift, you know, and it's a God given gift. And I, I think that's super cool. Absolutely. Well, Coach, we want to thank you. I feel like uh, – Thank you all. I, I, I enjoyed it. It's been a blessing. I know. I was – personally, I was super excited to meet you. Just, yes. I mean, you didn't let us down, but Obi really built you up. <laughs> you know, so we want – we're really thankful that you're here. Closing out, um, just one one common theme that I, that I noticed throughout all your talking is that in the program that was built in the time that you were there, and I'll say the program that people – uh, the kids that that played basketball for you um, believed in. They they put their their effort and their time in. The culture that was creating was was a servant and discipleship type leadership program. And how that relates to our life and our walk with Jesus is that's exactly what yeah. Jesus did. He taught. He watched them teach, and then he sent them out to do the yeah. same thing. So if you're out you're out there listening. Build your own program. Build your own program exactly. based on uh, what Jesus taught us through his life. Amen. Whatever your platform is. Amen. 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 We want to thank you guys for joining us today. If you would, hit all those buttons, subscribe, leave us a rating, um, share. It'll help us reach more people for Jesus. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>